Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Another great week for It's The Real. Another great week. Listen, I promise you it was a great week for the 53rd week in a row. But before that, it was pretty good. No, no, no. I'm telling you. I'm telling you this has been a great streak, and it continues right now. Listen, we went to Baldwin to our friend Ashley's home for Memorial Day, which was a lot of fun. We we stopped by Premium Pete's podcast, which was a lot of fun. We had a lot of stuff this week to do, including recording another podcast that we won't air for another couple weeks because, as we mentioned on the one-year anniversary episode, we signed a new deal for the podcast with the Full Screen Network, which is, let's say it's like a Netflix competitor where they license TV shows, they license movies, and they also provide original content like our podcast on video. Right. So, like, they have The Chappelle Show, they have um, Daria. Lots of of different shows. Yeah, lots of different shit. Yeah. But they are going to film our episodes like it's Wayne's World. So people should go and sign up for this full screen app. I don't know how much it is a month. It's something like $5 There's a like month. a free month, though. Oh, is there? Okay, cool. Yeah. So sign up now, and you're going to be able to see our episodes in the middle of this month. So very soon, you'll see live episodes, which we have never shown to anyone. We've recorded them with some big guests, and we did that this week. And here's the thing. Full screen came into our apartment, and I think we mentioned that they, they redesigned it. Yeah, so, they, I mean, they, they completely renovated it. So, well, not, not completely renovated it. Same refrigerator, same microwave, same cabinets, but otherwise... They painted the walls. They painted the walls, yes. They gave us a credenza. They gave us a new couch, a new table, a new rug, bookshelves. Curtains. Oh, window treatments for the first time in, in nine years. I mean, we're really, we're really living now. They hung stuff up on the walls, but here's my issue, Jeff. The woman who came in to redesign everything was great. Mm-hmm. And she did a wonderful job. She's not a professional painter. No. So she did, you know, I mean, she lined up the the edges. She got the tape all, all right. She didn't drip on the floor. But there's some spots where she just didn't get. And here's the thing. She told us she was coming back. And this is like a couple weeks ago. She left the paint can. She's like, is it cool if I leave them in the hallway? We said, no problem. You're coming back. You're going you're gonna to finish painting these little things which just bother me. She said, no problem. And has she been back? She has not been back. So I don't know what to do. Like, is it wrong for us to, like, go get a paintbrush and, like, finish it off? Like, I feel we're talent. Yes. No, so, like, she should be doing it. I just don't know. Like, do we email her and say, like, hey, fix your shit? Yeah, like, you left, like, certain spots undone. There are noticeable places where you should finish painting. I don't know what to do. I feel like she's my barber. Okay. Because, like, as as you were explaining it and you were talking about, like, you know, Lined up the edges. Yep. Everything looks sort of fine. Yep. But then if you look at it real close. Not great. Not great. Well, no, but here's... I said that my thing was like real fucked up. So. Well, no, 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 no. Here's the difference. Your hair will grow back. The paint's not going to, you know... The paint won't paint show itself. Off. Yeah. So I, don't, I really don't know what to do. This is a big conundrum. Do you think we should move? Probably. Probably. Anyway, sign up for the full screen app on... <laughs> On iTunes, see or if you can spot Google all the, Play or the shitty paint job, uh, and make sure that you check out these upcoming episodes because we've been doing double duty, by the way. So, like, we've been recording every week for the audio while also recording for video because what Full Screen wants to do is bank these episodes. Right. I mean, we can say one of the guests, two of the guests that are, that we already announced on Instagram. We have an episode coming up with Miss Info and Angie Martinez on the same episode together because they're great friends of ours and we had a great 
conversation amongst friends. But also, like, they're great friends with each other. They're not just great friends of ours. They're great friends with each other. Yes, agreed. <laughs> I'm glad that we could agree on we that. We all agree on that. Angie, yeah. Minya, me and you, we all agree. We're all friends. That's a great episode coming up. We have some other guests that we have recorded that we have lined up. It's going to be a really cool thing sign up there make sure to subscribe on itunes see nothing's going to change audio wise either if you subscribe to itunes if you subscribe to soundcloud or google play or wherever the episodes are still going to be there as well but now you get this visual element which people have been telling us for a long time they want to see yeah you can see you know eric and me sitting at our table yeah but somebody now, else is going to join us but at guess the table. what different table different table i like how full screen came in here they're like are you attached to this ikea table we're like mm, no. no no get rid of it get it the fuck out of here and they did shout out to full screen shout out to full just screen come and finish the paint job just please this week we have bodega bams making his return yes yeah, so a year ago exactly a year ago we had bodega bams on and the audio wasn't great but he's back and uh it's a fun episode he talks about a lot of funny stories that we never talked about before but first we have Slim and Telly from Fame School, and they got a new song called Bag. 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 It's moving out here. Yeah. With a feature from Taxstone. Where'd you get it again? We actually got it from Instagram. Telly hit me. He was like, yo, look at Tax's crazy <laughs> Instagram. So he was on the gun range, and he was just like, look at me all up in your shit. Yeah. And he had the gun out and shit. <laughs> and Telly's like, yo, just grab that. Let's make a beat. And let's do, do something on it. And it yeah. evolved in the bag. But we felt like. We needed a record like we like we need a record man like that really just like pop out and everybody could just gravitate to it and it's like have a meaning. So it's like yo, you are doing your thing, you in your bag. And then we just we just came up with it. But you know, due to the fact that Slim be having that um the boom bap sound and when we infused the melodies, but with rap content, it just gave it like a whole like it's it's something new. I feel like we look at this whole shit like even just business, music, entertainment. It's like. It's like high school and shit. You know what I mean? It's like we one big family and it's like, you know, we just, everybody one hand washed the other, that whole theory. Did you ever fail a class in high school? Yo, man, I never got bad. I only got like 10 credits. Like, you need like <laughs> 10 to go to the 10th grade. And it took me like summer school, like a first year and a half to get to 10. Damn. And then I just, I don't know, man. You didn't, you didn't fail gym, did you? I did. Did you? Did you? Yeah, it's fucked how, up. How do you fail gym? Can I tell you, I, I Please. Fucking, I, I <laughs> tore my ACL. And I was fucking, I was, I was all on drugs my senior year, man. I did not want to go. They had me going to special class in the morning. Where'd you go to high school? I went upstate Binghamton. Okay. So that's where I'm from. And fucking, uh, I did not want to get up in the morning and go to the fucking thing. So I was just like, fuck it. And then I had to do gym summer school my senior year to go to college. How terrible is that? Fuck it. (laughs) Was it worse than tearing your ACL? (laughs) It was close. It was a close (laughs) second. I'll tell you that. Does anybody else do that with you? Or were you the only one who failed and it was just like you and the gym teacher? Nah, there was some other fucking Niggas don't go to gym. (laughs) (laughs) Niggas be like, gym, I'll pay for it with the girl. I'm going to fuck with these bitches. Fuck y'all niggas. Especially me, all my friends play ball. I was smoking weed back then. I was just like, gym, that shit all the way on the 10th floor. Fuck y'all niggas. (laughs) See, this is what I don't understand though. Like, why would you pass on gym and go to like another class? I would much rather miss math. We used to, back in my school, I went to Norman Thomas on 33rd. We would... I was just in there. I only went there to smoke weed, gamble, and hang out in the lunchroom and fuck with girls. So, so it was just mad bitches in itself. But the thing was, even back when the, before high school, gym was whack. Like, like when they when they be like, today we doing circle. Today it was like, shut the fuck up. I go play basketball with my friends, man. Like, I only went when it was free play. Like, even when they try to like basketballs, the the, session, the the class, like man, fuck you. I know how to do a layup. It sucked. Like it was like and it's, the gym teacher always was a dick. 
<laughs> Wait, I just think that you suck at basketball. <laughs> nah, my, my, I'm saying whatever, man. I'm black. I'm ball, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I the greatest. First of all, I'm I'm visually impaired. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm blind on my right eye, so I can't really got lazy eyes. So you know, it's hard for me to text, shoot, park cars. Like I have a disability, so so don't make fun of me. <laughs> I never enjoyed a 3D movie. <laughs> My, we went to Epcot Center to see Captain what's EO, it, EO, Captain EO? And Michael Jackson they, The glasses And everybody's reaching at the screen I'm like Fuck y'all You just saw like like The blue version of him no, or whatever. It, Even with my kids I go to the 3D It's like $100,000 a ticket <laughs> I can't see I gotta put the 3D glasses Over my glasses Just so it looks regular Yo Thank God no one can see you in the dark Wearing like the two sets of glasses Like on top of each other Shit is embarrassing <laughs> Shit is crazy man what did your parents do up in Binghamton? They were in, uh, like, real estate, fucking other bullshit. You know what I mean? Uh, my mom was, like, a beautician. Nothing crazy. Yeah. I was the only music person in my family. Well, how'd you get into music? It's crazy. It's like when I tore my ACL, it was like I didn't, it was, uh, I wanted to get into music, so I, I got some turntables, and I wanted a DJ. And this is a fucking crazy story, but there was no DJ up there that was nice where I could watch and mentor, so I used to tape Def Comedy Jams, the old ones. And I would fucking watch Kid Capri at the end, and I would see how he scratched. And I ended up signing the Kid Capri, and then I ended up doing the music on the 07, 08 season of Def County Jam with him. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a very, like, short story. I know, wait. How There's, did like, you a lot get there? there. Yeah. Right, so I ended up meeting. You know, it's crazy. I came I down. I didn't even know that story. <laughs> I came down here, and as soon as I came down, I actually sold a couple beats to LL Cool J. I, started, I went from DJing, I bought a, a sampler, and then I bought an MP. And I just started making beats and figuring out how to sample and stuff. And then I ended up selling a couple to LL. And that's where I met my current manager, Tiki Diamonds. He was signed to Def Jam. So then I worked with him, and it kind of led me to meeting Kid's manager. And then Kid just took a liking to me, and I just started producing with him. And then I was in a rock band called Uninvited Guests. We signed to Kid Capri, and then we went on tour with DMX and Rock Kim and all kinds of crazy This is a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is still a short story. <laughs> I'm trying to cram it all in like a small There's space. No Which I thought he just magically was hot. No, I was dudes, man. No, he's like, yeah, so I came down, and then uh, here I am. And it's just like, oh, right. And the LL Cool J and the DMX. Which one of y'all going to play Slim in the movie? By the way, how crazy is it in like 2016? What year did you sell the beats to LL? 1988. Nah. It's 2002. Okay, but still, like, you know, like to sample things on an MP back then, like, and now you're going on Instagram and you're getting like tax right then. It's like easy to loop and just like, you know. It's nuts, man. Because back then, no shocks, Finn? What's that? Did you make that record, Sharks? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was like, back then, even like, that was the first experience I had. And it was like, you would get, they would cut the first half, even though I didn't get my first half because I got robbed. But I was so young, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just happy to be in Def Jam. I'm in the halls. I'm seeing like Foxy Brown and fucking Jay-Z. And I'm like, holy shit, happy. <laughs> so then you, you would go to Quad and you would dump the shit on a fucking... 16 track yeah you know from the mpc and it was like a whole different experience now it's like they two track your shit they put on the radio and it's like do we want to pay them all they use those boards for is just to put your computer on yeah, like exactly. now it's just like remember the ADAT? oh yeah, yeah I had ADAT. remember when you had to keep saying the hook over and over <laughs> oh, so you situate yourself down here were you yep. always living in brooklyn uh yeah i originally lived in sheepshead bay when i was in the rock band and then the rock band broke up in the middle of the tour when we were on DMX, I think, in L.A. We just got a huge fight. And this is another fucking crazy story, man. You broke up in the middle of the tour. Yeah, yeah. It was nuts. It was just... Oh, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nah, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were like... We were fucking ragers, man. It was like... It was on some punk rock and hip-hop shit. So we were kind of like BC Boys and Ramones mixed together. Whoa. So it was like... But we were just like raging, man, all the time. And it was just... We weren't in a good headspace. And it was like... Kid tried to put us back together because... 
people loved us. You know, I mean, it was like an energy we had, and he tried to put it together, but it was like we went to Sylvia's one day, and he's like, we're going to have a sit down, you and your partner, and we're sitting there, and my partner's all quiet, and he goes, he stands up, he goes, you don't know shit about music. He points at me, and he goes, and you don't know shit to Kid. Kid got up off the table in the middle of Sylvia's and went to grab him, and he slipped out of his hands. He ran out the thing. Yo, Yo shut God. the fuck up. <laughs> I swear to God. End of the group. End yeah. of the group. And I was just pleased after that because I, I I knew we weren't gonna make it. You know what I mean? Like me and him didn't have that bond. Yeah, you know I mean? we have a bond. We we know what's up. That's yeah. fucking. I think it was on drugs. <laughs> Crazy drugs. <laughs> Tell me where are you from? Best Stuy, Crown Heights. You know what I'm saying? I grew up. So. You are really Brooklyn. Yeah. Before any gentrification, yeah, you're like, like yeah. really broke. Where do you like play shuffleboard 30, now? Like, <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I do my uh, Bikram yoga <laughs> in Bushwick, a nice studio in Bushwick. Do you still live in Brooklyn now? Um, yeah, I'm like I live in Midtown. Okay, okay, gotcha. You no, know, I live in Midtown. You know, so you know, cause uh, I, I've spent a lot of time before I live Midtown. I was living that low East Side. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I was downtown for like five years, and then moved Midtown. But I'm always back and forth from Brooklyn because you know I got kids. And right, family, right, yeah, so yeah. I just like we we. I make a joke about it. We make this shit feel like a small town because, like, we move around it so much. Yeah. You know, it's big, but it's like. So where does music enter your life? Well, oh, shit, man. I used to play drums in the church. So that I, like, already, like, was, like, had a rhythm sense because I used to play drums in the church. So I used to go to church. My whole family, my grandfather's a preacher, so my whole family was a church thing. And then, you know, I still, you know, it's like, it's like you every Brooklyn nigga, you know, anybody ghetto, it's like you got to go to church. Right. But then you outside, do right. whatever, <laughs> change your clothes, bring your clothes, go outside. So. It was just music came from church. First of all, how God fearing were you? I didn't really understand what that shit was about. I used to just say sermon start. I sneak downstairs, go hang out with my cousins. <laughs> like I just was there because I had to go. Yeah, I mean, God respect God. You know, as many. Guys. And you were like, if I'm gonna be there, I guess I'll just set up behind it's the drum set. It, yeah, yeah. In retrospect, it was a family thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I was always addicted to like. Um, Music, man. My, my moms and them bought my first Walkman. I forget. I was like six or some shit like seven. I don't know how old I was. They bought me a Walkman. No, even before the Walkman, my uncle, he was like, a, like he used to run around with the low lives. He was a street nigga. So he he had a, the Slick Rick children's story tape. Yo. So then I stole it from him. Like, he like <laughs> left it and I just hit it and I learned the whole shit. Like I learned the whole shit, and it was just like it was the dopest shit I ever. It was like the, like it's a nigga's telling the story. He had a patch on his eye with chain. I was like, what the fuck? So at school, run home, watch video music box with him, and then it was just like, then my mom bought me the Walkman when she bought the Walkman. For I wanted for Christmas, they bought me. It was a Roundaway Girl, mm. and it was um a lot of LL talk. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, the thing was that was a fire record. Was yeah, Roundaway Girl, and it was a NWA straight out of Compton. Mm -hmm. They didn't know. That the shit was like curses. So I'm running around and, and they was like, what the fuck? I'm like, boy. And then after that, it's just, you nigga know, always just like, I don't know, we just go with words, man. I just always had to like, with, between the rhythm with the drums, shit, and then it just embedded me. And I always was rapping for my whole life. Like, as far as I can remember, always just rapping. But then, you know, um, shit, mash. I think I ran through every genre at this point. Uh, mm -hmm. Was Ninja Sonic your first like group? Nah, we had this thing called Get Right Entertainment. I've been rapping forever, bro. But then we had this thing. I was signing some niggas in Queens when I was younger. Then then we had this shit called... Um, Wait, Get was it LL Cool J? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Where in Queens? Yeah. Uh, it was on stuff. It was called like yeah. OIG. It was some crazy shit. It was called my man. My, nah, he was like, yo, come and meet these niggas from Queens. And they used to have like a studio back then. It was like before niggas had that shit. And it was like shorty nice. So they signed me to some shit. I, I, I just signed the paper. I had no lawyer. <laughs> it was OIG. I think the name of the shit was. And I was running around with them for a while. And that's why I really honed my skills. And then me and my cousin, we, we built a studio in an apartment. 
And then um, we started Get Right. <laughs> and that was when MySpace was popping. Yeah. <laughs> and, yo. Who was in your top eight? Yo, niggas would get, mo- like, that top eight <laughs> shit. I had to have a top 20 to be like, yo, boy, y'all niggas my friend. <laughs> and then it was always rap, but I started listening to gym class. Heroes a lot. And then I remixed uh, 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 On My Own Time. I, mm-hmm. like, t- like, made the nigga make a space for me to rap in the beginning and end. And I would go to gym class, Heroes shows, and give out the CD. And then I ran into Travi, and he was like, oh, I love this song. Did you just let me hear this already? Nigga just gave me his math then, and we just was hanging out from then. And then that's when I just started opening up my mind, and me and Jaja hooked up. And then we did that Ninja Sonic shit, and that just changed everything, man. Ninja Sonic just changed, like, the whole... It was Back then, it was niggas was wearing tight pants. We was gay. We wore right, tight pants. Right. It was hard, you know right. what I mean? To even be, like, tight pants wearing nigga in dive bars with all white people. Then the niggas, like, you got niggas saying... White people saying nigga, and then it was just... Yo, but we persevered. Now it's cool to be yourself. That's the whole thing was fighting to be yourself. Right. Yeah. So we fought really, really hard. Like, just we never gave a fuck about it. We just wanted to make good music and have fun. We had, I had no concern of what was going on. And then that's when I met Slim. Cause Slim was in um, Ferrari Snowy at the time. I remember we had a party at the nigga Paulie Shaw crib in LA. This <laughs> 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 is a good story. We had a party at the nigga Paulie Shaw crib in LA. Jaja and my man Fritz from upstate. It was all of the niggas' cribs, like mansion party, whatever. Yo, the nigga, like, we destroyed that crib. Everybody was on Molly, fucked the crib up. We didn't even <laughs> sleep. We ended up going to the nigga Kevin Rudolph's house. With the cash money guitarist, yeah. yeah. So we went in there, and I'm like, wasted. I bought two bottles of Moet, spilling the shit, because he was in his room, spilling shit all drunk, drugs everywhere. And we started a concept. But then when we left, I'm like, man, fuck this nigga. I'm keeping this shit for myself. So I, I think that, I think we had a... Did it with a mutual friend of me and Slims. Okay. And then he, I was away. The nigga was like, "Yo, I got these kids that that yo, I want to get them on the record. They they dope." And I'm like, "All right, cool. I'm a, I'm a, we'll talk about it when I get back." He said, "No, they already on it." I'm like, "You putting niggas on my fucking show on my mission?" But then I come back and hear it. It was fire. Slim rap. He was he was a rap. He do so. He blew my mind back then, pause, because he was rapping and he was doing the beats. I was just like, what the fuck? In the studio, the booth wasn't like right next door. Like, he would have to get up and go all the way outside and around and then record. And then he, but what was Paulie Shore doing? Was, I don't even know if the nigga was there. It was just in his fucking house. Like, it was just like, it was like Paulie Shore's house. And Jaja broke a nigga bed in there. We about to start the set. I can't find him. He comes flying off the, the like this the two floor shit, like a balcony with like the, the grass shit that come down. He, he flies off the shit, thinking he climbed down, falls. Dude, that nigga, man, that was crazy. What? That was a crazy fucking night. Kind of like jackass, like, you know, stunts yeah, are these. I feel right like here. every yeah, yeah, man, podcast episode should should uh, include the line, so we were at Pauly Shore's house yeah, yeah, party. Yeah. <laughs> the shit was nuts. Some cowboys almost washed us up. What? Cowboys? Like yeah. Dallas Cowboys? No, or like niggas in boots and hats. <laughs> big hats. With horses and spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was just, it was just, that's the funny shit about Ninja Sonic, like, that, that time. It would be like a fucking group of cowboys, some niggas, some bloods, a lawyer, some white kids, some fucking punk. It was like, it would be like a, what the, f- it's like the, the where the foot claims to hang out, man. That shit was crazy, man. But then see, all that shit bring us here, man. Now, when, when Slim jumped on the record and shit, you know what I mean? I was like, this kid dope. When I met him, it was like, oh, this nigga cool. So after that, it just was like, Phew. We just been like he during the when we, we was in a process where we were trying to figure out the sound. We just started making music that was because he was producing with for us then. Mm-hmm. So, but then we started evolving into a new sound. So it was like, yo man, it's fame school, man. Niggas come here to get famous. So then, like, we just really ran with that shit. <laughs> yeah, we first met you guys at 
Atrax Hole Place, which is now his brother Dave's place yeah, yeah. in Williamsburg uh, for the Fool's Gold Christmas party. Yeah, mm-hmm. You guys are down with Fool's Gold. How did that all come to be? We was at the Woody's about, I don't know, how many years ago. No pause for Woody's? I know. <laughs> That's the name of them shits. I know. <laughs> Yo, so I, they You're had like... Austin. <laughs> nah, it wasn't even Austin. Yet. It was in New York. Oh, really? So, so... So Atrax was always he was always awesome. Like he always been a nice guy. So mm-hmm. I would see him like in London here and there, whatever. And, and then like because me and Theophilus, we like that's my brother. Back then we run around and he would be with Atrax a lot. So I would see him in the mix. But at the Woody's, bro, um, I think I was really wasted because they had like they was bringing the liquor to the tables and they had a keg at the end of it. And me being like, cause you know we came up under Spank Rock, we just was wild. And you know, he fucked up a Woody's one year. So I'm like, that's what you do at the Woody's. <laughs> so, boy, I dead ass, I dead ass at the Woody's. At the Woody's, we was leaving. I'm like, probably too drunk. I'm like grabbing up. Probably. Like, yo, talking to A like, yo, oh. And then Dave is like, yo, what's up with you? Like, yo, me up. I'm like, hey, nigga, you crazy. You know who I am? So, so. And then my nigga Watts, he's like, yo, chill, Dave. Everybody chill. And then, you know, it's like, and then, and then, and then like. That's how me and Dave met. Yeah. <laughs> this Dave like the smooth nigga with the glasses. ADB told like, yo, you grab me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so boom. So then that was that. So then. um, That's how Montreal does, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't so hit me up real you know, quick. But then, <laughs> briefly after that, man, we see each other. I'm like, oh, my bad. You know, my bad. And it was cool. And then, and then we, we just always been cool, man. A always been like just a good guy, man. Just always just pure love. And then. You know, right, right, right. start when we first started fame school, we we thought we we thought we had the answer. We like, yo, we just the biggest records in the world. <laughs> so we took meetings, and Nick was like, uh, I don't know about this. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's like, the sound is a little big, different, but it's like, so he's like, yo, but your branding is great. So we focused on that, and you know, they just was always there to guide us. They were the first just, person we went to yeah. when we had our project, and Nick gave us tons of great advice. Yeah, we took him, ran with it, and we was just like, all right, let's apply this, and we ended up coming back full circle, which is crazy. That's yeah, really and dope. then the HI, he's like, yo, come on, I'm, I want you to come hype man for me. On the um, go going wild tour, Slim came out a few days, and we just you know, and then we were playing records, and he'd be like, "Hey, hey I'm telling you, man, hey, he, he's a machine." And he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's looking at it like he'll play records in the car, and he'd be like, "Whatever," like he's he don't like he's talk or whatever or whatever. But then it's like we put on money machine and say, like, "What's that?" <laughs> I like that. Then even his new record, I was like, I sent him records, and he go. No, what's this? It's bad. I sent him record with McConey. Like, that's cool. That's cool. Put this bag record. <laughs> bag record's anthem. We're putting this out. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and then you know us. We're independent our own rate, and we always like to like, I don't want to say rush, but we always want to do things. Like, no, let's do this. So now it's like for once, we just really was like, listen, man, we're going to do this shit right. You know what I'm saying? We got this music. We're going to perfect the music, mm-hmm. like get all the, the tape and all the music sounding how we want to sound and brand ourselves, and then we're going to let the single get its time to breathe and grow. Yeah. And, you know, for once, we really like, you know, with, with, with us and Fool's Gold, A-Track and our whole Fool's Gold team, it's just been real. It's dope, man. And really just like, because it's like a system. It's like a family. And we, everything we do, we all do. The, like everybody, the move, all the moving pieces, like a clock. All the moving pieces yeah. that's involved make it what it is. So it's beautiful, man. Yeah, I feel like we're going through a similar thing, like where we've always been independent. You know, like we've we've never um, had to work for anybody else. And now we have this team around us. And it's like very weird to sort of delegate yeah, and like give, trust and yeah, yeah. <laughs> like be like oh yeah. like, you can do this instead of just us doing this and i feel like that's what you guys are doing now where it's yeah. just like you yeah know, so and, and like you know fool's gold is such a good team so i'm happy that you guys are like linking up with them like officially so here's here's what we're gonna do uh we gotta have you guys back again for a full like longer thing mm-hmm. but we do want to mention bag is out right now mm-hmm. yes, sir. you guys are shooting the video for that yes. at in la mm-hmm. yeah. you guys got some other 
some other things happening with the song coming soon, yeah. and the project drops in July. July. Yeah. Okay. Give or take, but yeah, we're yeah. in for July, but we really want to just like, the thing is we just want to do things right and kill it. Yeah. So I know we're we, we, we we're going to get baggage room to have fun. We're going to... The visuals and the whole, because it's not just a song. We feel like it's, it's like uh, when you're doing your thing, you in your band, bringing that energy, like to the, not even just the city, the whole world. Thanks to Slim and Telly from Fame School for coming through. Go check out that new video for Bag coming up. Jeff, we have some questions that you wanted to take from the listeners. What do we got? All right, this one comes in from Ob1490 on Twitter, who says, "What are some of your favorite non-hip hop podcasts?" I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but one of the new ones that I really, really like is on Bill Simmons' new network called Keeping It 1600, which is by John Favreau, not the director, but actually one of the former speechwriters for Barack Obama. And I really, really like it a lot. And I think there's a lot of stuff that they can cover going into this election. I really fuck with that. I like Bill Simmons overall. Anything The Ringer is doing, I support. And also, of course, I listen to Mark Maron. What about you? Okay, so I do not listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I feel like I've made that well-known before, but maybe not. But I've listened to a few episodes of Surprisingly Awesome on the Gimlet Network. They take a topic like concrete, and they'll go through it, and it sounds boring, but then they'll they'll find these interesting facts about it, and they'll say, okay, so maybe it's, maybe it's awesome. Or maybe I'm, it's not. Right, and if it's not awesome, then they will cut it short. What else do we got? All right, this next question comes in from Life with Derek on twitter also who says favorite album and mixtape for both of you man look there's there's a lot of projects that came out this year i can't honestly think of all of them i like the drake one i like the kanye one call me boring but whatever i I like those what about you i liked the young thug slime season three a a lot 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 um i liked french montana's wave gods um that was amazing to me i really like chance the rapper all right, this last question comes in from Cool Story Lou, Jeez Louise on Twitter, who says, favorite spot to grab something to eat in the hood? Okay, we're going to assume that the hood is our hood, which would be the Upper West Side, South Harlem. Yeah. So where would your favorite place to eat around here be, Jeff? There's not a lot of great restaurants on the Upper West Side. I mean, I, I disagree with that. But you think so? I do think so. I think there's a lot of great places. We may not go to them, but I think there's probably a lot of great places. I like um, getting my Chinese food from Malaysia Grill. I like going to Jaco's Pickles, which is like a, a southern comfort food spot on like 83rd. I don't like going to the vegan, gluten-free, kosher oh, wait, wait, wait. pizza place. You, you that's don't like corner. going there? I mean, it's fine. It's not real pizza, You go though. there a lot for not liking the place. It's right across the street. You go there a lot for a place right across the street. It's right there. I'm lazy. I'll happily There's own that. There's the answer. There's the answer. All right. When do you want to get into this Bodega Bams? Uh, how about right now? Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Communion Wafer, a.k.a. God Body. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Get These Hands, a.k.a. Hammurabi Code. Hey, yo, what up? What up? It's that dude that want that spot. Young Don Francisco, <laughs> Poppy, Bodega Big. Yeah, this is a waste of time when it's the real. <laughs> yo, this is the return of Bodega Bams. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Remember, a year ago. Exactly a year ago. A year ago, we had Bams on. And we were just getting started, like literally and figuratively, because the audio was not great at that point. But now things have changed. We understand <laughs> yeah. how to. We have like, a new apartment, which is the same apartment. That's right. It looks different. It looks different. nicer. Um, as Bam said, it's much more cozy. Word up. And now we know how to use the the volume controls and make it sound good. So oh, man. welcome back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Since the last time we saw you, you got this new project. Yes, all lies off me. That's right. 
which is fire, by the way. Thank you. Inspired by Tupac. Yeah. Whack Rappers. Fuck with it. Yeah, I love that track. Dope. Scarface. Fuck with it. Yeah. That's going to be a big record for the summer, bro. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, that's going to be a big record for the summer, man. You know, we're doing some things right now. You know what I'm saying? But that shit's going to be a big record, man. Good. How did the whole thing come together? Because, like, about a month or a month and a half ago, I think you did the No Jumper podcast, and you were like, yeah, I don't really have, like, anything really lined up. <laughs> Yo, crazy story. So, so when I did the No Jumper, shout out to them. Shout out um, to Adam. Yeah. yeah. At the time, I had no I had no idea when I was going to drop it, right? So I had, I already had the name, I had the cover, and I had the, the, the records already. They weren't mastered yet, but I had everything done. And I went to go stay with my man that lives in L.A. His name is Youth Is Dead. He's an amazingly talented kid, like... He's been signed to Universal. Um, he works for the OVO. St- he's just been around. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He's an amazingly talented kid. And this guy's been... I, I knew him since he was like 15 years old. You know what I'm saying? So when he used to live on the east side of Spanish Harlem. And um, his father's a huge um, fashion um, dude. His father used to run rugby. His father runs Ralph Lauren with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like a VP in Ralph Lauren. He, he, this guy, like, he's just always in the fashion and music shit. He's know? from the cloth. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely, like, a lot of motherfuckers got they style for my boy, you know what I'm saying, like, and niggas know, but, well, um, now they know, yeah, you know what I'm saying, um, he told me when, he, I was, I was staying in his crib in LA and shit like that, and, and, and we listened to the records, and he just told me, like, cause he's like my spirit guy, you know what I'm saying, like, that nigga's like, me and him are like, he's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, yo, <laughs> what are you waiting for, that's exactly how he told me, like, what are you waiting for, yo, he's like, yo, Bims, just, and this was in, this was in, when was I in LA? April. He was like, yo, drop this shit in June, bro. Drop this shit the first the first week of June, yo. And I was like, you know what? You fucking right, man. Me and Ola looked at each other like, yo, this nigga right, yo. Because we had all the components, you know what right. I'm saying? What but, were you waiting for? I don't know. That's the whole thing. Like, yo, you know what's crazy? Like, the way I came in this shit, right, it was, it was almost like, I'm not going to say I was too cool, but I was so obsessed with quality over quantity. Mm. So I didn't want to... I didn't want to just flood the market with mad music. I wanted, to, I wanted to be that dude that was like, yo, I can't really find nothing about they got bands, and the shit that's out there is fire. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, man, like, it got me, it got me where I'm at now. But in, er, in order for me to progress and get more fans, I have to be flooding motherfuckers, and I have right. to give more music out. So between April and when you dropped it. What 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 you have to get done besides the mastering? Um, well, uh, a few little things, a few little things moved around. Like I, I put a few new records on there, and shit like that. Shot wild videos. Like I shot like five videos as soon as I came back from LA to New York. Shot like five videos. Um, but that was really it, man. And then um, then having to choose which cover I want, and then um, making a plan also that you know this is a this is a first part of a trilogy. So I'm dropping three projects. I don't like them calling mixtapes. Yeah. Projects and records. That's Movies. what I like to call them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm dropping three before the year's over. So I'm gonna drop another one in September, and I'm gonna probably drop another one in December. And I already have the name for the next one. I have the cover for the next one. Like, I, like it should been like, like I said, like. But it it took me that trip, yo. That trip to LA just just changed my whole way. Like, I just how like I just I'm on my animal shit. I just I want that spot. That's the that's the campaign. And I love how you went from like in April, not even knowing like. When anything was gonna drop, now you got three things. Yeah, dropping. yeah, yeah, man, and, and and all it took was a conversation with somebody that I I speak highly of. I I think the world of him, and that's all. Like you know, what I'm saying that's what really friends is for, man. You know what I mean? I'm so consumed with working yeah. that I don't. I'm not gonna really sit down and get dates and calendars because I just want to create and create and create. You know what I'm saying? But then when you have friends that make it easier, like you know, what I'm saying shit. That's how shit. It, it all comes into order, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he's one of those dudes. who's like, yo, band, what the fuck you doing? He like that. He like that fire under my ass. Pause, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But 
Yeah. But we're here now. Yeah. We're here now, man. I feel like you're sitting on a lot of records, aren't you? Yeah, man. I got a shitload. And 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 I got so much fire. Like it's it's not like when the next project drop, it's gonna be better than the last. And when the, the final one drop, it's gonna be better than the last two. Like that's how I am. So even though I, like I said, in the beginning I was obsessed with the whole quality over quantity, but now I'm gonna give niggas quality and it's all gonna be quality. Cause a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, motherfuckers drop mad shit and right. it, and it's just, shit just start declining and it just start getting cause people get lazy. It's like right. I'm just gonna throw this Lucy out. I'm just gonna throw this little artwork out. But me now nah, I'm very metic I'm very like I master everything. Like I make sure that everything I drop is gonna look good and it's gonna look better it's gonna look better than the past and like no disrespect to to your prior projects, but I feel like especially I don't know how 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 far back, but let's say like the start of 2016, the artwork. Yeah, yeah the artwork is crazy. Has yeah. stepped up like yeah, thank you exponentially. You know what's crazy? Everybody's been saying that, man. That's I, I'm 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 happy, man. But yo, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I also like I'm a consumer. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I did as be seeing what other artists, what their artwork be looking like, and their videos be looking like, and a lot of niggas be having trash. You know what I'm saying? So that should be like inspiring me, like. Fuck that, I'm gonna do it like this. So the artwork that I've been doing now is like, you know, it's like cubism. That's what it mm-hmm. is. It's called cubism. So this is crazy story. The dude that does my artwork, he lives in a country that I can't even pronounce. <laughs> and he hit me up one day. America. On, nah, nah, not even America. Nah, dude. Some shit like Bosnia. It's like it's, but it's not Bosnia, because that's too right. easy. It's right. so he actually Google map. His his country and he sent it to me in Facebook message like this is where I'm from, <laughs> Word, like it's fifteen hundred people living in there like really like off the map right. So he hit me up one day yo like yo Bodega Bams and he doesn't speak English so obviously he's using Google Translate <laughs> right. And he's like yo Bams like let's do artwork artists and that and I was like alright man let's do it. So he started sending me shit and. Believe it or not, the artwork that I'm using now, he sent me like a few months before, but I wasn't really into it because mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I really don't. How people gonna, people going like, I don't, how people gonna really perceive this shit of me? You know what I'm saying? But I said, you know what, man, let me take a risk, and I, and I started bombing that shit. Every time I drop a record, I started bombing them motherfuckers with the new artwork, and niggas been loving that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I it's, it's very artsy, but it's not artsy like trying to be like that gangster that goes to the museum. It's some real right. creative artsy shit. You no, know it's saying? fire. But here's the question. For future people who want to get in touch with you and they reach out and they're like, well, he used some guy in a country that he doesn't even know. Like, does that mean that you're going to listen to someone's record, that you're going to take someone's artwork, that you're going to like trust whoever reaches out through whatever social media? Nah, nah, hell no, hell no, (laughs) hell no. He came at the right time, yo. Like, he came at the right time. And it was just one one of the pieces he, he sent me. It just stuck to me. I was like, oh, wow, this is fire. And then that's how we started building up a relationship. And he kept on sending me more shit. Like, he was sending me a lot of things before I, it really stuck. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I get those fucking messages all the time, man. Right. You know I can't, I can't really. I listen to every mixtape. <laughs> I sign every artist. Yo, I, I, <laughs> I, yo I, try, I try to listen to as much shit niggas send me. Like, the other day, some girl Facebook messaged me. To say a little voice memo for her boyfriend, his birthday. Like I be doing a lot of the good Samaritan shit. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? I'm a guy karmically, guy. it's gonna come back. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just like to, you know, what I'm saying like I like to do like for example, when I dropped all eyes off me, I sent it to everybody who bought my merch first. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? So they had the private link in their email. I said, yo, check your email. So every hundreds of people who bought my shit, they all got that shit first. I, I just love giving back to the fans in some way. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they mean a lot. Yeah, totally. So LA, how much time do you spend out there now? Oh, now, well, I'm going back in July. So when I went to L.A. in April, because I was coming off a little West Coast run, mm-hmm. and um, the last show was in L.A. and shit like that, yeah. and I stood out there for like, I think it was like 16 days, and uh, prior to that, I've never stood in L.A. that long, because I've always 
doing a show on tour and then leaving the next day. Was, I've never really stood out there for like two weeks, and that shit was just amazing, amazing time. Like, like seeing people like they fuck with me and they want to see me out there. Cause you know I'm a New York nigga, so that energy already they they they're already drawn to that shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like like that shit is just like when I walk in the room, they already know. Oh, that's Bodega Banzi from New York, and it's just like eyes wide open. So it's so much motherfucking money in LA too, man. Yeah. So I, so I feel I'm, like I'm, everybody I'm in LA like. The, the energy that New Yorkers bring, like, they're never quite sure what to do with it because <laughs> everybody in LA, like, they wake up so much later and yeah. they're, they're just so much lazier. Yo, and, and yeah, and that's true. And, and, and it's like, that's probably Ola. Yeah. And, and it's like, um, the energy in LA is way better, yo. Like, it's just a, the energy in LA is just, is so better than New York. Like, New York is so fucking, like, it's, it's like a crab in a barrel in New York, man. Could with you make everything. that move? Hell yeah, I could. The only reason why I haven't made it sooner is because I got a kid. Right. And he's five years old. You know what I'm saying? So I need to be around for him at this young of an age. You know what right. I'm saying? But if I had a son that was like 10, I would have been out there. <laughs> or if I ain't had no kids at all, I would have been out there. So are you saying right now when your child turns 10? Yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm sorry, man. I'm out of here. He can because, stay here, but whatever. Yeah, because yeah. because around that time, he could take a plane by himself. It'll sure. be, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm out of here. Yo. I, New York, oh man, forget about it. <laughs> New York is crazy. Yo, man. talk about New York in the summertime. Like, just like. What that weather can do to you? Oh man, it's, I, I be telling people in LA like summers in New York are the worst. The same way winters in New York are the worst. It's <laughs> always the, the worst out here. Yeah. Hey, what up? What up? Everything's good. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Young Ola in the building just stepped in. How you doing? You all right? When's the last time you guys saw each other? Uh. Six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, but but New York, New York summers are the worst. New York winters are the worst. Amazingly bad, man. <laughs> Amazingly fucking bad, man. These these tall buildings don't do nothing for us. They block the wind, so there's there's nothing but humid. You know what I'm saying we're so low, we're so low to the ground in New York because niggas done hundreds of years done dig and <laughs> dig down. All niggas do is dig down in New York, man. They never dig up, yo. Fuck that, man. <laughs> but meanwhile, if you walk around like Fairfax in L.A., right? Like you go to like. Um, like there's a breakfast burrito spot that we love called Kofax, which is right across from like um, the Supreme store or whatever. You go there, there's no building that's taller than two stories. Yeah. So there's, there's also no shade there, you yeah. know, like at yeah. least like here, sometimes you can walk like in the shade and don't have to deal with the sun. But out there, yeah, but killer. it's, but it's, it's and look at us. We're so pale. Like, you know, the sun is just killing us. Yeah, I, I guess it's different for y'all, man. Cause I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a Caribbean brother. man. You know so, but yo, like, nah, yo, the wind is like everything. The, the breeze is just totally different, man, for, in California and over here for some reason like i said like obviously you know that they're they're hot over there they might get the 103 104 more than us but when we get 104 here that shit feel like hell it does you know what i'm saying like the same way when we get the 20 below degrees over here it feels like we're dying do you hang out out there with like people who are la natives or like new york transplants both 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 okay both yeah so so yeah both of them you know what i mean and 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 what's fire is that the niggas that are the New York transplants, they act like they from L.A. already. You know what I'm so they fit right in. They be knowing more shit about niggas that live in L.A. than, you know what I'm saying, the niggas that come over there. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. But both of them. I got some L.A. homies that been there all their life, and I got some New York niggas that was tired of New York like me, and they went over there. Uh, you just did a show with, um, I mean, you opened for DMX. Yeah, that was crazy. Yo. And, like, I'm sure that you just grew up on him. Like, That's my favorite rapper. Did you get to meet him? Nah, man. That was sad shit, man. So... So first, first and foremost, that's my favorite rapper, right? Like that's when people ask me like, "Yo, Benz, who's your like inspiration?" Like DMX is like the nigga I've drawn most of my inspiration from. Yeah, as far as rap goes, 
so when I was in LA, um, I know the owner of of the observatory in, in Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. So he had called my homie like, "Yo, we got DMS coming." Um, my homie's a DJ. He's like, "You want DJ and do you want Bams to um be direct support?" I was like, "Hell yeah!" And he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna pay you too." I'm like, "Oh fuck that!" <laughs> At first, I was kind of nervous because this is DMX number one, right? And then I know what kind of crowd DMX has. You know what I'm saying? So. People don't realize, like, as a, well, I can only speak for myself, I, I get nervous before every show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to make sure that shit is right. I got to make sure, the, like, what, what the crowd is. So, automatically, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a shitty show. You know what I'm saying? Nobody going to give a fuck about me. They probably going to boo me. So that, Ola was like, yo, man, like, this is DMX, though, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, n- not even to be on some, like, negative shit, but what about if this man dies? You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be, it, God forbid, if he passes away, to be like, yo, like, at least I got the share to stay with DMX before he passed. Yeah. So that shit just motivated me. I was like, you know, we're going to do that shit. <laughs> so we went to do it in the, observ- in the observatory. It was amazing. Um, when he came in, like, it, like the whole fucking, the whole room just stopped, bro. Like, it, this shit was just like, yo, this is crazy. And he came right in with, wild, with a whole bunch of bodyguards in his mansion. They walked right upstairs. And we just looking. I'm looking at all, right? <laughs> so I'm mad high. I'm mad drunk. I performed. Um, I had the whole army fatigue shit on. Like, I knew how to come at it. You know what I'm saying? Because he's from Yonkers. He's from yeah, New York. Yeah. And then um, towards the end, I was on the stage. And he was about to get on. And when he was about to get on, they were clearing the stage. I was like, hey, everybody get the fuck off the stage. So I had to move. And then I tried to exit the stage in the area that he was at. And his man just stopped me. And he, like, put his hand on me. And I ain't like that. So I told his manager, like, yo, man, you ain't got to put your hand on me, bro. Like, you could just tell me to move. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he literally, like, yo, where you going, yo? Don't go over here. I'm like, yo, like, and I, so then that shit just threw me off. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I had to tell homie, like, yo, listen, man, why you doing that? And he, he was apologetic, and that was that. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't nothing after that. And then um, I left. He performed. I didn't get to see him perform because I was behind the scenes, and we couldn't see nothing because I couldn't get on stage. Mm. So then um, we tried to go around to the fans, with, with, with to the area where the fans was at. We seen him do, um, Stop, drop, open, all that yeah, shit. Yeah. Uh, it was crazy. And then uh, the whole night I was in awe. So when I went back to the backstage, I'm asking his manager, asking, asking, like, yo, let me, I got to meet the dog. Yo, yeah. I got to meet the dog. Please, I got to meet the dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Yo, yo, what's your name? I said, Bodega Ben. He's like, yeah, the dog see you perform. He said, you killed it. Uh-uh. I said, yo, bro, I got to meet him, bro. I got to meet him. Mind you, I was mad high and drunk. So then... I literally was waiting downstairs for like 40 minutes like a groupie, yo. Damn. And then I had to realize like, yo, hold up, man. I'm fucking Bodega Bands. Like, what the fuck am I doing here? Because it was a fan. I was the fan at that point. But I'm realizing, yo, I'm looking around at the other people that's that's waiting for him. And they're like actual fans. And they're like actual fans. Like I'm like, hell no, I'm out of here. So then I left. And then the next day we had a show in the Nokia Theater. um, In LA. In LA. And um, at this time, I didn't even attempt to try to meet him. Because they already put me through so much shit. I asked his bodyguard to meet him. I asked his manager. I asked his stylist. I was asking everybody. Everybody was curving me. But I understood because, you know, he deals with a lot of shit. Of course. He probably doesn't want, you know. He, Wait, DMX? He, yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> Um, but, but yeah, so yeah. I, 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 they probably thought that I was um obviously they probably wasn't too familiar with me. So they probably thought I was going to be some fanatic that was probably going to pass some drugs. Or- no, but you know what, though? Like, you're of the right mindset there where you're just like, nah, I- 
like second night, like I, I shouldn't even try. I'd even that. try like, yeah. second night. Yeah, I even well, try. If you sign up for the meet and greet package, you pay like a thousand dollars, then you can do it. <laughs> yeah, you shake his hand, yeah, take a picture. Gonna, yeah, I go. I don't want to do all that, man. That, those, <laughs> these are the perks of being a rapper. You can meet other rappers, man. right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and what does Drake say? He's like, he's like, don't talk to me like you know I'm the same guy from like six years ago or whatever that is. You talk, know, like, don't talk to me like I'm the yeah. yeah. It's and it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's true. don't. Like, yeah, yeah. No, hell no, hell no, hell no. Don't talk to me like I'm Bodega Bands from last night. That's right. Yeah. So when I went to No Kid did it, man. I'd even attempt. I did my show, and it was actually better than the Observatory. That's dope. And um, we just get we just got the fuck out of there. I think they were actually thinking that we were going to do the same thing. Like his dressing room was right there. They probably thought it was going to knock on the door. I kept it moving. Have you ever met any of the other Rough Riders? Uh, yeah, I met um a long time ago. I met um Dean Wah. Dope. About like 12, 13 years ago, before he had the um the um one of the who who's the one that had the, the bike accident. Nah, D D O Y. Yeah, one, one of them, them got into yeah, the yeah. Before they, he had the before he had the bike accident. Yep. Because that show almost took his life. I remember that was a big thing yeah. in New York. It was it was one of the um Ducatis. No, no, no it was, oh, the, the, it was uh, the three wheel. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He almost died. Yeah. Oh, I met him. I met Dragon in the McDonald's one day and one five eight in Broadway. I didn't even want to say hi to him because I felt like this is Dragon and McDonald's, man. Like I, I didn't yeah. want, I didn't want, I, I didn't want him cause down he, bottom. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I want to remember Dragon for what Dragon was, not yeah. being a McDonald's or a number one. Right. But if you see him the second night, then he definitely would have been open to seeing you. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. If I, I would have, yeah, exactly. If I, <laughs> if I would have seen, if I would have seen Dragon in the bodega again and Lucy, then we could have chopped it up. But the fact he's in McDonald's, I'm like, yo, this guy's doing bad, man. Yeah. For some reason, you were like, why is this guy waiting in line? He's yeah, in he's fucking Dragon. Why yeah. the fuck is he waiting for high C orange, man? Nah, you gotta get it delivered to him, man. No, um, we had Jin the MC up here. We did. I met Jin. Yeah. I met I met Jin and y'all shit. Oh yeah, oh, right, yeah, 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 I right, Jin. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ran up on him and said, yo, um, amazing bro. Like That was know, a moment though, yeah, like when dope. he was running one oh six in park like oh, every man. week. That was crazy. It was. That was fucking crazy. Yeah, he he was a he was an amazing talent, man. This guy, yeah, yeah, when I met him at the shit, he was super humble, super yeah. down to earth. Yeah, also Jada Kiss, like one of the nicest guys ever. Like met Jada. Yep. I met um Styles. Dope. Met Sheik. Dope. Jada came, Jada told me one time like yo keep doing your thing, um yeah I met them one time briefly. We went to the Bad Boy reunion show. How was it amazing? Amazing. Oh, you know Puffy's like my beside DMX he's my favorite artist of all time. Oh my god, Puff Daddy I love him. Have you ever met him? Nah, but um I, I he walked right by me one day. I was in before I was on my rap shit. I used to be an interviewer. Yeah. So um my man had a DVD. He was a street nigga. He had a DVD and and he set up an interview for me to interview Mano. And we was in front of the Atlantic building right by me was Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm interviewing Mano and this is around a time where he's having problems with Puffy and Little Kim and all that. And we literally start talking about Puff and Puff pulls up in a Rolls Royce. <laughs> Literally in a white Rolls Royce, right? So we're like, oh shit. So I'm talking to Mano. And Mano was my man now, yeah. too. It's crazy. He, yeah, yeah. he don't remember that I interview him. I mean, he see me now, he know me as a rapper. <laughs> what was the interview series called? Or the DVD series? It was, it was called um, Trap or Die. Trap or Die. Trap or Die, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was interviewing Mano. And Puffy comes. And and, and he was, was good, Mano was good. Uh, it was good. Puffy come with his bodyguard. And he yeah. walks right in the building. <laughs> Two minutes go by. Mano look at me and the cameraman like, Yo, that shit's crazy. I'm just talking about this thing when he pull up. <laughs> Two minutes later, Puffy sent his bodyguard out like, Yo, Puff won't talk to you. Because I, I, I'm sure Puff felt it. Yeah, cause why? Cause now that I look at it, why the fuck was Mano even doing an interview in front of the Atlantic Building where Puffy was, where Puffy office was at? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Like, so Puffy probably felt this. Sent his bodyguard to come get him. And that was the only time I seen Puff, bro. But it was literally, I, 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 I couldn't even look at him straight in his face. Like, I had to look at him through my peripherals. Like, Man. That's how much he was shining that day. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that's how, because, but that's how, even, even, it doesn't matter how many records I sell. Like, let's say, like, 
I, let's say I meet Puffy three years later from now and I'm more bigger than I am and yep. I'm just on top of the world, I will always be like timid because no. that's like that's like my childhood. You know yeah, no, saying? 100%. Totally. Puff. I feel like meeting your idols for us has always been like fine, um, but I feel like a lot of people have negative experiences about like meeting their idols. Oh, we've always like no one... Honestly, none of the guys who we like look up to have let us down, which is which is great. Yeah, you know what's crazy? Um, when I first um when I first got into this shit, like, and I started doing shows, and my name started getting out there. We had a show in Williamsburg, and um, it was like in 2012, and um, Sean Price, he mm-hmm. he was performing before us, right? And we were all packed in like the the staircase area to go to the stage, and um. He just finished performing and he comes. He 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 walks out the door and he's about. He wants to walk up the stairs, but there's a whole bunch of us. And then he just abruptly yells out like, "Yo, I ain't with the rippity rap shit. You gotta move. Excuse me, move out my way. Excuse me." And I'm looking at this man like, "Yo, first of all, I, I knew who I knew his name, but I didn't know who the fuck he was at that time." So I'm like, right. "Who the fuck is this nigga, yo?" Right? So I'm like, "So that left the salty, salty taste in my mouth for Sean P." Right? Then I got to actually meet him like three years later, yo. Like, no, I actually met him in like Summer Jam 2013, and then started meeting him a little bit more. Nice dope, nice dude, uh, yeah, nice right. fucking dude, funny ass motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had the same birthday, March 17. Um, his wife is an amazing person too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying she, she when 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 he passed away, um, I went to a show and she came up to me like, "Yo, P used to talk about you all the time. He was very fond of you. That that shit made me feel good. You know what I'm saying? Because sure. he was a legend. You yeah. know what I mean? And but yeah, but my first um <laughs> experience with Sean Price was fucking <laughs> yeah. memorable. Um, who else did you interview on the DVD series? Uh, um, BG. Whoa. Yeah, interview BG. And I, and when I interviewed BG, Mano was in the studio too. Man. Uh, and when I interviewed BG, it was the whole time when he was beefing with Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah. And he was, t- and this is the like 2005 or so. Yeah, 2005 yeah. exactly. And he was talking about, um, he was talking about how Lil Wayne, like he was like, yo, I don't understand how Lil Wayne saying he blood now. There ain't no bloods in Magnolia. He's like, I ain't never seen no blood in Magnolia. And he was talking with his, you know what I mean, boy, like. He was, <laughs> And then he was talking about, like, yo, like, you know, he was like, you know, I was a little nigga, 15, nigga, like, you know what I'm saying? They used to pay me with dope. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's how I used to get paid. Like, mm-hmm. that was around that time. I guess he was, like, that was probably around the time he was trying to make, like, a comeback or whatever mm-hmm. with us. Mano was there. I interviewed him, Jim Jones, when he was going through the beef with True Life. Oh, man. That shit was crazy. Um, that that whole time was crazy. Yeah, that, yeah, I was in that shit. I was in the mix. I was... 18, 19. Yo. You know what I'm saying? I was a young man. Hacking nigga. MySpace pages. <laughs> yeah, man. I was going in, man. And I remember, I wish I had, I wish I was handy with phones and pictures. I would have took pictures of all that shit. I met Jimmy, um, and I remember he 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 had the um he just bought a new Benz and it was like I I never seen the Benz before, you know what I'm saying? And it had like the infrared um when you back up, like you know how they got yeah. every car got the cameras now. He yeah. was like the first car I ever seen him with that shit. And it had like the crazy infrared it was crazy. That had to be wild for an East Side guy like you, right? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like and um when I when I met him I started off talking to him like an interviewer, and he just stopped me. He was like, yo, listen, man. Told me like a regular nigga, bro. He's like, yo, don't talk to me like an interviewer, bro. I said, all right, my nigga, you got it. Because I didn't know how to approach him, because before that, like, all I heard was, you know, bad things about him. Like, sure. yo, he's a tough guy. Like, he don't, he's a no-nonsense nigga. So I came in there, you know, kind of like, you know, on, on, on eggshells. I didn't want to say certain things to piss him off, shit like that, you know what I mean? But then when he... Literally the first minute was like, yo, just talk to me regular, bro. Like we in the street. Mm-hmm. And so I told him he was a nice guy too. Yeah, he was a nice guy. Great guy. Yeah. So you did that for for how long? You I, think? Did that, I only did that shit. I only did that shit three times. I so I interviewed BG, Mano, and Jim Jones, and I retired. I said, this ain't for me. 
This ain't for yeah. me, man. You got right to the middle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. It's over. It's over for this shit. It was a little nice little run, but that was all right. One time we we waited to see Big Crit. We went to the studio and it was like engine room or something down there, right? Yeah. And and Big Crit was in the studio with like who else was there? Kendrick or uh, Kendrick was there. J Rock was J-Rock, there. Yep. Uh, I for, I forget who else, but like the studio smoked is a and we waited there for five hours like just trying to be like so polite and not get in the way of anybody who's like doing their job and we waited until like 6 a.m when the session was over and like ryan leslie like had a session that started at 6 a.m or whatever and so he was in there like he like got, had his laptop out and he's like just playing songs off of there but like we got like we really should have said like whatever our business was we should have just gotten out of the way and like went home like right. rather than like politely waited in the corner from people like just to finish up right and we waited there until 6 a.m they're like did you want something? We're like, uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we we talked about our business. We took like five minutes, not even. And then we like left and like you know took the train all the way from like Wall Street back up here. And it was just like, yo, man, what are we doing? But you learn, you know. Yeah. Closed closed mouths don't get fed. No, it's true. Yeah, now we know yeah, better. Closed mouths stand in the corner for six hours. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Bunch of creeps. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> so wait, so you just came back from tour as a father. Like, what is that like? You know, having your kid at home. Who's watching the kid? All that. Well, he's you know he lives with his moms. Mm. Um, um, so he's not like living on his own. Nah, <laughs> not yet. Maybe next year. Listen, for his nature versus yeah. nurture. You know, yeah. like yeah. just let him find his way. Yeah. So yeah, not nah, um. Realistically, man, like I, I put that shit in the back of my head. You know what I'm saying? Like when as far as like my kids and my family, like because it could be a distraction. You know what I'm saying? And and, and it's not because I don't love them. It's because that when you think about it how long you on the road, it, it, it will affect you the more you think about, like, damn, I can't see my boy right now. I can't see my mom. So I try to put that in the back of my head and just focus on work and shit like that. And, you know, I I, I speak to him as much as I can when I'm on the road. You know what I'm saying? I FaceTime him every day as much as I can. His ba- My baby moms will FaceTime me with him. You know what I'm saying? So as long as that's, you know, I can do that. You know what I mean? It, it's enough for me to, you know, not feel too bad. Like, you know what I mean? Because he's, he's young. He's five years old. You know what I'm saying? So... But it, 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 a lot of times, you know, on the road, you know, you get. You, I'm not gonna say sad because, like I said, I'm always focused on work, work. But it, it, you think about it because you have downtime, so you're gonna be sleeping. Like, damn, I miss my son, man. I miss my boy. I miss my moms and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's me. I love being on the road. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I know that this is how I feed my family, and I know that if I can't be on the road, then I have to look for other ways to get money. You know what I'm saying? And this is one of the most this is the major income of how rappers get money is on the road you know what I'm saying so I, I need to be on the road you know yeah, what I mean, I mean I otherwise it's like how many times can you interview Jim Jones and <laughs> yeah, yeah, PG I, exactly it's, it's over for that man. it's a one time thing you know what I'm saying but that deal you know, so you have to sacrifice certain things you know what I mean to you know to move forward man and, and I'm I'm one of those dudes that's willing to sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I see what you're doing with this new project by putting it out on SoundCloud and it's available to everyone, like just to stream and yeah. and and live with, and it's not costing them anything. But then they go support you by going to see you live. Yeah, man. You know it's important. Um, you know, cause I I dropped I, I dropped the album last year, and um, fans, even though they, they could be diehard fans, man, but some of them be broke. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe the album comes out on the weekend when they're not getting paid or they not, they don't work. You know what I'm saying? So I as I, I like the idea of free. You know what I'm saying? Because as as much as I I don't, I don't give a fuck how big I, I get, I, I will do as much free shit as I can. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that that message grows farther than than, than pain. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it will go it will go farther than that. You know what I'm saying? Like once you put a fucking price on something, people a lot of people start getting reluctant. Like, ah, oh, I listen to it next week when I get paid. Then next week comes something else happens. You know what I'm saying? So free ninety nine man as much as I can, you know what I'm saying? And and, and 
And um, it doesn't matter if I got $5 million in my bank account, man. I, I, I try to do as free 99 as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Unless I know that if I drop an album, I'm going platinum, mm-hmm. then I'll drop albums. But yeah, because I'm, you get the plaque then. Yeah, I get the plaque. <laughs> is that it won't be all for nothing. You yeah, know you get but, a little decoration for your wall. Yeah, there we go, man. <laughs> so how long was the longest period of time you were on the road this the, on this tour? Five weeks. Five weeks. Five yeah. weeks straight. Five weeks straight. So it was what? 45 days? 46 days? Who's holding your mail at home? Like where? <laughs> Yo, all, all I got mail is for my IRS, man. They on my ass, man. Oh, <laughs> That's all I got, man. I just, yo, I just literally opened up a, a letter from the IRS, and if I had never opened up this letter, I would have been fucked. Yo. Yeah, man. Like, yo, I'm so bad with that shit, man. Get an accountant. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Nah, 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 I'm on it. Yeah, now I got yeah. an accountant. I know, what's crazy is that, like, I, a lot of things didn't change for me. You know what I'm saying? From last year, I got a lawyer now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who's a great lawyer. I'm going to get an accountant. I got a social media manager. You know what I mean? I'm moving all, up, yo, man. All, all that matters, though. It does, man. It does. Wait, do you still not have any apps on your phone? I don't have no apps on my phone. <laughs> That's so crazy to me. I don't have no apps on my phone. I got no apps in no space, man. What, yo, yeah, my shit. What max- do you have on your phone? Nothing. My shit. My shit. Yo, my pictures maxed <laughs> no, out in hundred pictures. <laughs> After hundred pictures in my phone, I can't take no more pictures, yo. Do you have like a StarTac or something? <laughs> what is that? The pager? You, you remember the StarTac? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I ain't got shit. So you, so you run up to the Genius Bar at, at the Apple Store and you're just like, what is going on? Yeah, man. I hate this shit, man. Like the other day, man. Like I. You know, my social media manager, she asked me to download an app, and I couldn't even fucking download it, man. I had to tell Ola to download it on his phone and use it off his phone, man. <laughs> Just some bullshit, man, for real, man. I hate this shit, man. Do you make sure to be, like, when you're FaceTiming with, with your baby's mother or your, or your son, do you make sure that you're in a Wi-Fi area? Or are you just like out there on the road and it's just like you're roaming and, like, those charges yeah. are going through the roof? Nah, because every time I go, every time I go on the road, I make sure I call my... Um, T-Mobile, like, yo, listen, yeah. I'm going here, such and such. Don't hit me with the charges. <laughs> I don't want to see the bill, $500, you know what I'm saying? Because one time we went to fucking Canada, and I was using my phone oh, no. like like nothing. And that shit <laughs> yeah. was like, save $5 when I came back back in the States. And I'm like, yo, hold it, what the fuck was going on? So, nah, I don't make those They'll mistakes again. They'll get you, yeah. yeah. Nah, I don't make those mistakes again. I don't know, I don't know. I had to call, my, I had to call the T-Mobile before I go on the road, man. Goddamn. Because um, you go through a lot of spots on the road where it's like no service, yo, like... When you even like, I remember one time like when we were driving through fucking Arizona, going through New Mexico, going through like where Area Fifty One is in yep. Utah and all these places, in Nevada and all that. Like it'd be so dead the service because there's nothing out there. Like you would literally be driving for like ten hours and you don't see nothing. I want to know what happens if like God forbid you run out of gas. I would like love that. Cause they- <laughs> I would love that, man. That that's amazing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I am ready. You got no service. You can't call like a tow truck or anything. Like Fuck that, man. Yeah. That should turn into a movie, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Like Bam just put- starts a new life in Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that shit, yo, Sets one, up shop. You know what's crazy? One time one time we was drive like in November, we was driving through um the border, right? Um with where, where Mexico and United States is. I forgot. We were, I think we were going from New Mexico to Arizona or the or Arizona, New Mexico, one or the other. But we were going down a path that it was border. Like, this is where Mexicans come in illegally. And technically, tour drivers are not supposed to drive at night. Like, they're supposed to only drive eight hours during the day every morning. Right, right? And, right. And, every, and every hour after that is overdrive. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So... I had my own tour driver, so we we broke the rules. You know what I'm saying? So we driving at night all the time. We was driving at night, driving at night. So we're driving, yo, and literally it's so fucking dark and spooky. We would look to the out the window. You would see like big fires, like barn fires. Maybe that was like signals of yo come over here. It shit was crazy, right? We driving, and it's literally we're driving like 50 miles just one way. So there's a car behind us, right? And 
because there's there's the border, there's there's cartel motherfuckers in there too. So the whole time I'm like yo, I'm like yo, close the shades, yo, close the shades. <laughs> so we closing the shades. Yo, this man was telling us for like. 50 miles, yo. Yeah. I'm like, yo, he went until we stopped. So he he won't get the fuck out of here. He right. gonna run up in his bus. I'm, I'm talking to my cousin who was driving. He, he got no care in the world. Don't worry about that shit. I ain't worried about that shit. I'm like, yo, y'all niggas ain't worried about this shit, bro. These niggas are killers. Like, what is wrong with you niggas? So, yo, luckily, the man was buying our bumper because all he wanted to do was get in front of us. Uh-huh. So the whole time he's buying our bumper, I'm thinking he wanted, he wanted, yeah. He wants yeah. to pull over. He just want to get in front of us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he got in front of us, and I was like, "Woo!" Yo. I was Jesus. dumb nervous, yo. The last we heard of Bodega Bams. Word yeah. up! I was yo. Somewhere that was in the southwest. Hell yeah, yo! And and we ain't had no service on my phone. I ain't had no service. It was pitch fucking dark. Like it was crazy. Have yo. you played in Mexico? Hell yeah! How is it down there? Amazing, yo. Amazing. Do you man. drink the water down there? Hell no. <laughs> I don't even drink the water in Dominican Republic. That's that's the yo. That's, Yo, the first thing my father told me when I went to Mexico, do not drink the water. Right. Like, we, you, as your, you already know when you, you know what I'm saying, when you go to those countries like that, like, do not drink the water. Yeah. You know what I mean? We already know now, but I ain't drink the water, but I drank, I ate some tacos with a man, and he was, his hands were so dirty, his fingernails were so dirty, but the tacos were so good. I ain't drink the water. <laughs> like, I'm looking at this man's hand make my tacos, right? And I, I'm like, man, this nigga shit is, I, I need his hand sanitizer. This man's shit is dirty. <laughs> So then I eat the taco, bro, because I was like, at that point, I was like, I don't give a fuck. And that shit was so amazing, man. Like, I always remember that. I don't remember his face. I just remember his dirty ass hands. Okay, let me ask you a real question right now. This may be the realest question ever. Did you go to Chipotle? Like, were you a regular there before they had their, like, E. coli scare? Yeah, all that. Yeah. Yo, number one, I hate Chipotle. Okay. I hate it. And I'm going to okay. tell you why. Yeah. Because when Chipotle first came out, I, I was with my brother and my man, Yufus Day, I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. We went to go eat Chipotle in like 14th Street somewhere. I forgot what it was. And I'm like, yeah, Chipotle, man. That's the new wave. Let's go, man. Ah! Yo, I eat Chipotle, man. Yo, I've never got food poisoning in my life. And that was the only time I got food poisoning, eating Chipotle. You got it before it was cool. Before yeah. it was cool, bro. I'm talking about, this is like seven years ago, man. Like, yo, I, I, yo, that shit was so bad, yo. Like, seven days, man. I was fucked up, yo. Like, seven never, days? Seven days I had Chipotle. I mean, seven days I had, like, damn near food poisoning, yo. I lost mad weight. Never again. I, I eat it oh, now okay. You know what I'm saying But no, it but took you, me a long time To eat Chipotle again But here's my question Yeah like After that whole E. coli scare Like I haven't been back I haven't I haven't dared I didn't go even back. know that You see I didn't even know They had the E. coli oh, scare Oh huge yeah. yeah crazy Like in like Seven states or something Yeah Including like New York year. Yeah That's sad nah. Did you die? Uh, uh, I don't think so I don't know. People got real sick. That's maybe, maybe they did I Maybe they know. died Yeah sure. But whatever it was I was yeah. just like I'm not going back And they they took such a hit business wise. Yeah, that but they, they had, had to, to they had to shut down every single store in like all like seven states, maybe nationwide. To retrain their whole yeah, staff about like, like washing your hands. And, and they might have given away services. like free food too, yeah. I think, right? Like Holy to sort of make it better. Shit, but man. I haven't been back. By and the way, when I got uh salmonella from a taco truck, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They Yeesh. didn't they didn't shut down the place and, you know, teach everybody how to wash their hands there, but they but should've the, but the health department does like track you down and but there's ask no way to up. okay so the thing about salmonella the thing about any food poisoning is that you can't really tell exactly where it came from um especially in new york city mm-hmm. and so they say like oh well where did you eat in the 24 hours before you got sick and it's like well uh i went to a fancy restaurant and it they could have not washed the f- uh, fruit correctly right. or i could went to a taco any- truck and yeah. they're like oh well maybe the taco truck <laughs> that might have been what uh, caused you to almost die? Damn. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. That hit you hard though. Um. 
No, like I went in like four days after, and they were like, I went to the hospital, and they were just like, "How are you still alive?" <laughs> what? Yeah, they were like, "You've had this for four days." I'm like, "Yeah, like I, I'm a G when it comes to this shit." <laughs> Yo, food poisoning is no joke, Yeesh. though. But you're here. I'm here. Yeah. You're upright. I'm you're strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dipset, bitch. Yeah, you can't kill me. <laughs> Do you have your spots on the road, like, or are you just like a sort of? I know where I'm gonna go because it's a chain. Uh, do I have my spots on the road? Like, like you've been around enough. Like, you're like, oh, okay. If I'm going, yeah. To, is like, it only like chain restaurants, or are you just like, okay, once I'm in LA, I know where. I, like, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, when I when I was in LA, going, I was going hard in Bossanova, man. Y'all ever in Bossanova? No. no. <laughs> what Bossa- is that? It's a Brazilian spot. It's on oh, Sunset. Yeah, yeah. We know. We have been there. Oh, have we? Yeah, yeah we have. Okay. Yes, have been there. Yeah, yeah. Brazilian yeah. spot. Amazing. Fire. Like, food portions are huge. Yep. Oh, I was hitting that bitch up. I, I, I <laughs> spent like at least $700 in there when I was in LA, man. <laughs> Buying everybody bossing over. And, then, and then I'm talking to my LA motherfuckers, and I'm talking about I'm talking to my New York people who moved to LA. They're like, yo, that shit is trash, yo. <laughs> Bossa Nova's whack. You go to Bossa Nova, that shit whack, yo. Like, we was FaceTiming other rappers, and they were like, yo, you in Bossa Nova? Like, yeah, I'm in Bossa Nova. <laughs> Word, that, shit, that shit is a, um, that shit's fire, though, Bossa Nova in LA. The dude who handles my merch, good friend of mine's in, um, amazing talent. He's from LA, he's Mexican, so. When we was on the road, we was st- we were literally stopping like in the middle of nowhere when we seen like Mexican spots. You know what I'm saying? So like, I remember we was driving somewhere and there was a Mexican taco stand in the dirt road right by a gasoline station, like with nobody around. We was like, "Yo, let's stop there and eat there, man." <laughs> Went over there, ate there. That shit was fire. Yeah. Like that's what I be doing. I just be hitting up the most ideal spots of of a, of a where a homicide would happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Let me just where a kidnapping is gonna happen. Let me just go in there and eat something. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> word up. What's the city outside of New York and L.A. that fucks with you the hardest? That we might be surprised uh, at. Arizona. Okay. Arizona. Um, New it, Mexico. Is that because of like, the Latin population? Or just yeah. Because, yeah. I, think, I think it's because of... I think wherever there's a huge population of Mexicans, mm-hmm. it's, the love is it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Arizona. New Mexico. Colorado's crazy. Yeah. Colorado's crazy. Um... um Seattle, crazy. See that one, I'm surprised by. Oh, Seattle, yo, they got a crazy hip hop scene. Them kids go crazy for hip hop. Did you see uh, Josh Dick when you were in? Uh... I did. He came to my show. Nice. Shout out to, shout Josh. Out to Josh. Yeah, yeah shout out to. He came to my show. He was surprised how, uh, how um, how many people was fucking with me. You know what I'm saying. Wow. He was surprised. Was he used to be your tour agent. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he's a weird man. That guy. Yeah. Man. He's, he's oddly tall and weird, man. <laughs> um, um, but yo, you know what's crazy at the at the Seattle show. Yo, it was an amazing show. So at the Seattle show, we killing it. Me and Ola, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we feeling ourselves. Yeah, yeah, right? Somebody runs. So, so right, literally, the last song, I'm about to do my record, Don Francisco. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes like, yo, this, so something's going on outside. I'm like, all right, man, not that, no worry. <laughs> so I, I perform my shit. When I perform my shit, my cousin comes to me again. Yo, they tra- nigga said, yo, they crashed our, nigga said they crashed our tour bus, yo. I said, what? Who crashed our tour bus? <laughs> Went outside, yo. The fucking yo, my tour. Alright, so the side mirror was hanging off. The driver's side window was completely shattered. Jesus. Scratched up everything. Was it an X? Huh? (laughs) Was it your X? Nah, listen, so peak, right? So so it was a uh a sprinter. Uh, it was a a black sprinter that hit it. I don't know what the fuck they would literally they had so much space. (laughs) <laughs> the fact that they hit it was we, we was trying to figure out like how the fuck how did you hit it you know what I'm saying come to find out I don't know if you've ever heard of an artist his name is Puya oh yeah yeah it was um he's from Miami okay 
he has a big following. We was on tour with him, and this was the second day of tour, so we just met him like, "Hey, what's up? How you doing?" We kept it moving. Yeah. His his driver crashed into my RV. <laughs> his driver. So I came outside. Booyah's out there. He's dumb scared. You know what I'm saying because he's looking at me like this man's gonna kill me. Right. His brother is his brother's more of a he's more of a G. You know what I'm saying like his brother named Andrew, cool nigga too. His brother out there like yo band. I'm sorry, man. I'm like yo, who the fuck crashed my shit, yo? So I'm 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 hot right. I'm tight. Yeah. And then I start, then I start looking around. I'm like, man, you know these, they, they little kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be like a bully. So I, I, so I, so I started asking, like, is everybody alright though, man? Y'all good, man? Everybody safe, man? Because I, feel, I feel kind of bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then literally because of that, yo, we, 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 we like, we, we literally became best friends. They were on my tour bus all the time. It took them crashing into. It took your- them crashing into. Like, it was like, it was almost like that was the icebreaker. Like, like, because after that it was just weird. Before that it was weird. Like, hey, what's up? How you doing, man? You pull yeah. y'all, they got bands. Ah, uh-uh. they crashed into my shit, and we just became best of buds. That's awesome. Everybody. That's I mean, his anybody clip. coming, at, you know, listening to this podcast who wants to be friends with Bams, just Crash, wreck his shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit. yeah. <laughs> yeah we had to pay, yo, that shit, but it was a, it was an arm and a leg. Though. We, we didn't have our shit for like a week. We had to drop off the rental, I mean, the 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 the, 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 the RV in Washington to get it fixed because we were trying to go directly to the mm-hmm. RV place that it was the brand of the RV. Like, we, we couldn't, we didn't want to go to any RV place. We wanted to go where it was actually manufactured sure. at. Right. So we went to Washington. We had to stay there for like, like we had to, had to stay there for like four or five days. That shit was crazy. Did you yo. have to cancel any shows? We almost did. You know what I'm saying? But them kids, they pay for everything. You know what I mean? Thank for them. Like, I mean, it was their fault, so they had to pay. But yeah, they they came out like they came out of pocket. It was about probably like five thousand dollars. They had of damages. Damn. They fucked my shit up. Yeah, <laughs> I was tight. And they fucked yeah. their shit up too. Did you get to perform Don Francisco at the end of the show though? Oh yeah, yeah I did. Okay, okay. But as soon, <laughs> but imagine like that was literally like the first show. Because the two other shows we had before that was cool, but Seattle was when we was like, oh, this shit turned. It's, oh, it's about to be rolling. And then, boom, right right after I finished performing in Seattle, my shit just tr- crashed. Oh. I was, Josh was there, Juice from Flatbush Zombies was there. Yeah. Like, Juice was like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I just came outside and shit, like, yo, that shit was a mess, man. That shit yo, was a mess. So we went to the, the Flatbush show, uh, the last show of their tour at Webster yeah. the other night, and that place was jumping. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, yo, the crowd yelling for Flatbush was just insane. Yeah, yeah. Dope. insane. Dope, man. Like we didn't know what to expect, and the place was just like, yeah, bonkers. Yeah, man, they got good, good support, man. Shout totally, to totally. Yeah. And yeah, then we, I left there and tried to get into the Irving Plaza show, and that, that was not was happening. Not <laughs> happening because uh, that was the same night, night right? Yeah. Same night. Oh shit! And the, yeah. the craziest thing is that like, like stupid journalists out there were just like posting, you know, uh, headlines saying like. Oh, uh, gunshots at the Flatbush Zombies show, and it was just like, nope, wrong, oh, wrong. not the case. Oh, yeah, I didn't see. Not that. all rap shows are the same rap show. Oh, like, man. yeah, I, I, I was supposed to have a show today, and the shit got canceled because of the whole that, that whole mess that happened in Irving. How, who, how did they reach out to you and tell you? They they told the the police told the promoter like, yo, we advise you not to not to do this show today. That's so fucked up. Yeah, they fucked. A lot of shit got fucked up. Like yeah. a lot of artists are canceling their shows in New York because of this shit. Yeah, it's just nasty out here. Uh, YG got his shit canceled. Yeah, Mac Miller. Yeah. Yep. Joey, Joey Badass. Badass. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I had, we had a show today. It was called a Brooklyn and Queens Festival. It was going yeah, to be yeah. me, right. Twelve E, the Manola Rose Kid. Yep, that shit got canceled, man. Fuck my paper up. Yeah, that's fucked up. So it really is, uh, as far as you know, the cops tell the promoter. Yeah. But then also, like, okay, so Live Nation canceled all of their shows and. 
they said that it was uh, because of the cops. The cops said that it wasn't because of them. Right. So, like, I don't know. Well, let's talk about this, by the way. The last time you were on uh, the podcast, you talked about you were owed how much money? $500, $600? From, from Vice. From, that, from Vice for that Santos performance. Shit, Have man. you been paid that, that money? Hell no, man. <laughs> The noise always go. Noise always on a bullshit, man. <laughs> so Word, man. I went, I went, I went out to L.A., man, and I try to be cool with them. I, I put their fake ass Vice t- tattoo on my head. They had a, they had a, right. they had the, like the promotional tattoos, and it said Vice Land. I put it on my forehead. I try to be cool with them guys, man. Yo, hey, by the way, like me. so I watched a video with uh, the tattoo, I guess, and uh-huh. I thought that it was like an actual tattoo, and I was like, <laughs> well, that's that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was just trying it out because. I want to get a face tattoo, but at the same time, I, I look mad pretty. You know, I'm, I'm a good-looking <laughs> motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to mess that up, man. You know what I'm saying? For but, those people who can't like see you, obviously, right now, you got your hair cut. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got my hair cut. I got my hair curls. You know what I'm saying? My my beard is very um, you, it's, it's, it's very precise. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, You're right for the summer. Oh, yeah. Got to get the tan as soon as I walk out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wait. So you want to get a face tattoo? I want to, yeah. But I, that's, like, why, that's why I got the fake face tattoo. Yeah, I want to theoretically, see where would you get that? I would get it, uh, like probably like around here. Like okay, right so here. above your eyebrow. Above my yeah. eyebrow, yeah. Like Rick Ross, by the way, has been getting like steadily, like more and more, like around like yeah. the temple, like in between, like everywhere. Yeah. So I don't know, like you know. But the thing is that like he's a darker brother, he is, so he it's, is. when you light skin, it really stands out. A tattoo stands, especially on your face. You know what I'm well, saying? Because yeah, you, you can get like a parrot that's like real colorful. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fire. What, yeah. is, what does your mom say about that? Hell no, she ain't with it. When she listens to this podcast and she hears that you say that, what's she gonna say? Nathaniel, <laughs> what though? What are you doing? You have a son. <laughs> yeah, she you want your son to look at you like that? Yeah. You cannot come to Thanksgiving with that. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Um, you do have the new. You have a new tattoo on your arm of uh, uh, yeah, yams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went the um. So I got it at the DMX show. There was a dude there who's a tattoo artist. He's from um Anaheim. And um, did you know him previously? I didn't know him, and he ran up on me like, "Yo, I'm a fan. Um, I got a tattoo spot. You know, come by." And I was mad drunk and hot, so I was like, yeah, man, just give me my number, man. And then he hit me the next day, and then I realized who he was, and I went on his Instagram. I'm like, ah, oh, this guy's good. And then I'm like, I, I didn't want to get the Yam tattoo, so I, I wanted to get um, I wanted to get um, Bowser from Mario Kart. I wanted to get Bowser <laughs> a, on how the— How did you confuse the two? <laughs> but beep, beep, this is what happened. So, because so, I wasn't even thinking about getting Yams. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I wasn't—that that never— that, Getting Yams tattoo never crossed my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, um— not because, not because, like, um, like I was against it. it was bec- it was because, like, you know, he's he's gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got a whole, I, I know a whole bunch of people that have passed away. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, so, and I never got their names or, or their faces or anything like that. So I wasn't when I think about tattoos, I wasn't thinking like get yams or anything about yams. So then the dude was like, "Yo, you know what, bro? I would love to do a yams piece on you, man." So at first I was kind of reluctant because. I didn't know if he was that good to do a Yans piece. You know what I'm saying? So that's a huge question, by the yeah, way. Yeah, so so and this is the first time I'm meeting him and he's doing it for free. So I'm like, ah. So then he kept on talking to me into like, come on, bro, this should be good. Ah, this and that. And I was like, you know what, man? I'ma do it. I, Cause this is how I, this is how I, I can honor my friend. You know what I'm saying? Like this will be one of the ways I can honor my friend, really honor my friend. So I went in and got it and he did a good job, man. And we gotta finish the bottom though. He's gonna put some shit down here and shit like that. I have I haven't seen his mom's yet to show her the tattoo but we spoke on the phone she missed she seen pictures she was wilding well but you said in your yeah caption, I, saw it, I saw it like on facebook you were like um yeah like, his mother was gonna be like yeah, disappointed yeah she told me in spanish like i'm gonna get the um 
I'm gonna get the iron. <laughs> the burn, because that's some Latino shit. Like, when you growing up, the mother used to burn you with the iron when you bad and shit like that. She was like, she said it in Spanish and shit. Yeah. But yeah, she has, I, have, I haven't seen her, um, she hasn't physically seen it, you know what I'm saying? But she only, she's seen it in the pictures and shit like that. How's she doing? She's good. Yeah? Yeah, she's good, man. She's good. His, you know, his, his, his anniversary was a few months ago. Mm-hmm. It was death. I was out of town. I gotcha, wasn't, gotcha, gotcha. But actually, yeah, Ms. Day, like, you actually, performed. Yeah, yeah, I performed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. She's the one who got me on that shit. Really? She, 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 she wanted me on there. Because when that list came out, the names that I seen, I'm like, yo, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to reach out to nobody. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't need a show to validate my relationship with that man. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, so I wasn't, I was stressing in the fact that I seen other names that I knew they weren't as tight with yams how I was. Right. But I wasn't going to make a fuss about it. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I don't need that to validate. You know what I'm saying? But she was the one who was like, she told me. She was like, yo, I, I told him, where's Bodega Bams? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, no, we going to reach out? She was like, no, he has to be there because he was with me the whole year. Mm-hmm. He's been reaching out. He's, he's been there for me. He, him and his brother, they, they always, they good to me. So she really pushed for it to me, me to put on that shit. I don't know if I, I don't know if, if, if she wasn't, if she didn't push me, I don't know if I would have been on that shit. Who knows? That's crazy. Um, she picked the artist that was on it. She did. She, she handpicked every, every artist that was there had to go through Tati. Every artist. I don't know if the kid, the Uber kid, what's his name? The uh, Made in Tayo. Yeah, I don't know. What's his name? Made in Tayo. Made in Tayo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uber Tayo. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like Made in Tokyo. Uh, maybe. I, I, they uh, shortened it. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Anyways, yeah. I don't think she picked him. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But he was there, though. You know, I'm shot to him. But everybody else that, that was there, that performed, besides like French Montana, every, you know, the names that y'all know yeah. from New York, mm-hmm, like she, mm-hmm. she gave the okay. Like, yeah, they got to do it. That's dope. Yeah. She put that whole shit together, yo. You know, she had help, but she was behind. She really was. She had a hand in that whole shit, that whole yams. See, that's when that's when New York is at its best in terms of like you know shows. Like that just felt like obviously the door was a it was an issue, but yeah. like but and I think you're gonna run into that like whenever. But I think that the love that night and the authenticity of of everyone's like feelings, yeah, really really shined that night. Yeah, it was a good night, man. Especially for him. You know what I mean, that was a good night. Yeah, um, I saw that uh, Capital Steez Day is now going to be in L.A., which I you like, and that even happened before this whole like Troyev thing, but mm-hmm. like, um, or whatever. I don't even yeah. know how to classify right. how do we call that, but right. um, but yeah, it's going to be in L.A. now. Really? So, yeah. Well, good, good timing. Yeah, because if they would have had it in New York, they probably would have shut it down too. Yeah, the well, cops. I, that's going to be a big yeah, show. Yeah, where can you even perform now? You definitely can't perform in no festivals out here and outside. They they shutting shit down, man. The shit that happened has never happened before in hip hop ever. Like you've never heard about a shooting inside of a venue. You heard well, about shooting outside. Well, except for Fat Trail. Fat Trail at, at SOBs, SOBs like yeah. a few years ago. But like, that's yeah, but nobody thing. died. Nobody though. died. No, you're nobody right. died. Everyone dies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody died. That man died. That's crazy that they shut this 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 Brooklyn Queens thing down. Yeah, it's just a bummer. They shut it down. I mean, you know, for the f- most importantly for the fans, you know what I'm saying, not being able to go, but. I didn't get paid either. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, yeah. That shit fuck up. That's, that's, you know what I mean? People don't realize what they do. Like, I'm sure he didn't realize what was going to happen, the aftermath. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's how just the cookie crumble, man. Like, this shit is affecting everybody now. It's yeah. wild. You know what I mean? It's wild. Um, so you've been working with um, Hudson Mohawk a bunch. Yeah. Like, Shot them. how did that come together? He hit, he, hit, he hit us up on Twitter, I think it was. See? This is what we're learning. Whether yeah. it's Facebook or yeah. Twitter, however that you can get in touch with Bams. Yeah, he hit us up, man. He hit us up. He was a fan. Like, yo, I fuck with your shit. Got these records. 
Um, are you open minded when it comes to different guys reaching out like that? Like are Hudson you like- Mohawk is one of my favorite producers. Okay, so I, I knew who he was before he even reached out. So when when he did reach out to me, I was I was like, ah, right, hell yeah, let's do it. Because uh, I knew like. Me and him, a combination, we're just so different, but we can create something so fire. So I was open to that. Like, I was, I was, I was, yeah. So he, when he reached out and shit like that. Um, Are you open to the idea of doing a project just with him? Yeah, we, we, we were going to, we, so what happened was when that was the whole basis of us working, we were going to do a project together. So he was sending me a whole bunch of beats. And then um, he, he's going through some issues with his label and shit like that. And that's one of the things he told me, like, when I when I actually cause I released the song on my own because it was literally just sitting around. So I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, huh, Mo, I'm gonna release this shit, bro. Then he was like, yeah, man, I would have been released it before, yo, but this label shit, man, they not let me do shit. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. So I'm like, I don't worry about it. So that's what, I just took it upon myself to release it. Hmm. So I guess he can't get blamed for it because he be like, yo, that's the that's the artist. He, he released it, <laughs> right? Yeah, but yeah, shot the Hudson Mohawk, man. I hope I hope. I, I hope he sent me some more batches, you know what I'm saying? And I need to work with him, though, in the studio. Like, I need to sit right. with him. Because I only met him one time. He brought he had a show in, um, at Webster Hall, mm-hmm. I think, last year or a year and a half ago. Like, he, was, he had, like, a little tour going on, and and um, he he brought me out. He brought Travis Scott out, and that was the only time I met him. Nice guy. Yeah. Nice so, guy. do you record in L.A., too? I recorded in L.A., yeah, when I was in L.A. I, I recorded in um, um, some, some, some spot where eardrummers be at. I got, okay. I, I got some I got some heat with the eardrummers. Really? Up, up really? The eardrummers. Yeah, some crazy shit, man. That's dope. Yeah. That's different for you. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. But I freak that shit crazy. <laughs> like, I could do anything, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm most, you know what's crazy, man? Uptown Funk, right? Yes. When that shit was going crazy, bubbling off the world, whatever, nigga, Mark Ronson reached out to me. Shout out to Mark Ronson. Nigga reached out to me and said, yo, Benz, I want you on the official remix. Send what? the email out. Sent the email out. I said, yo, Benz, I want you on the... F-. First, no. It ain't even, even start like that. Scratch that. <laughs> he said, yo, I got some... He said, yo, I got an email. Yo, Mark Ronson want to know what's up. I want to build. Mark Ronson hit me up. Like, yo, I got a record for you. I want you to do. Blah, blah, this and that. When I see Mark Ronson, same thing like Hudson Mohawk. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you send me, nigga. Like, this is Mark Ronson. Like, let's do it. Come to find out when I load up the beat, it's Uptown Funk. So I'm, I'm like, yo, hold up. This is... Yeah. I'm like, all right. So... I hit him back and then he went further in the email like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Do the remix. Um, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get Action Bronson. Um, I don't know why they got Action Bronson. He's not I'm from uptown. I'm from right. town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's one of the things that Mark Ronson said. He was like, yo, like, like what you doing and your sound from uptown is so fire. Like he didn't say fire, but he said he, he was just bigging me up. Whatever was, the British version. Of yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, yo, like you one it's of my brilliant. favorites. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you one of my favorites. So I'm like, damn, it's Mark Ronson. And what he don't know is that 14, 15 years ago, I used to go to the Hamptons as a young nigga, driving out there, going in the clubs. Where when 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 Scott Disick before he was fucking <laughs> with the Kardashians, he used to bring me in the clubs out what? there. What? Yeah, I used to stay in Mark Ronson's um summer house. When I was out there in the Hamptons, Crazy. did he know? He didn't know because I never got I never got to meet the nigga. I, all, I, I was just speaking to him through email and DM, so I never got to physically meet him. But when I physically meet him, I'm gonna tell him, like, yo, because he used to fuck with my man's name Birdie back in the day. Like I'm talking about like 13 years ago, and Birdie's from the East Side, mm-hmm. and um, I guess he used to be like, you know, just a Birdie used to do promotion. He used to do parties and shit like that. So I guess you know, he used to fuck with Mark Ronson when he was on his DJ shit hard. And we used to go to the Hamptons. I was like 18 years old. I used to drive because none of these motherfuckers had licenses. So I was the only <laughs> kid with a license. So I used to drive out there. Wait, you had a car in the city? Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not. At, no, I had a license. I, I, my car was already gone. It was trash. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I got, I got into a car accident. But that's a different. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, so, but none of my friends, like, I used to drive, um, 
I used to drive nigga John Shipes to the Hamptons. Crazy. What? Yeah, I used to drive John Shipes to because he ain't got John. If y'all know John, John don't drive. You know what I'm saying? So John don't have no nothing. So John need like a boss move. Like yeah. he gets driven. Yeah. So John had an artist at the time, which was his which was his girlfriend, I believe. Her name was Nikki Jean or some shit like that. It was a girl. Oh yeah. So I used to drive her to the Hamptons when she used to have shows. And then I used to go to the Hamptons on my own too. Cause, cause I, I was cool with my man Buried. I'm talking about he was yeah. fucking Mark Ronson. And I remember that John knew Scott, the Kardashian Scott. He knew Scott before. What he was, was Scott doing? Scott, Scott was this. Scott was cool with another guy named Tom. His name was Tom Mall, and and Tom Mall was John's roommate. Boy, yo. Yeah, bro. So so <laughs> nigga, Scott, cool ass motherfucker. So so I, I met Scott when I was like 18 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I remember going to the Hamptons. And it was a club out there, right? And we pull up, you know what I'm saying? We parking up, and then the the, the 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 bouncer, he's like, yo, you can't come in, yo, you too young. So I remember Scott coming out of nowhere like he was Batman. <laughs> coming out, you know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, I wasn't Bodega Bams, I was Nate Bams. He's like, yo, 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 Nate B-. He was like, yo, Bams, what's, what's going on? I said, yo, Scott, he didn't let me in, yo. He's like, yo, Bams, he's good, he coming in. <laughs> Went right in, yo. As soon as I walked in, he's he's walking in with me. He got his arm around me. Come on, man. This this is my town. Come on, man. I'm walking in there. He took he takes a champagne bottle from a from from a, from a table. Yo, hey, man, take the champagne bottle. Drink, man. I'm drinking. I'm seeing motherfuckers, white people going doing coke. It's the first time I'm seeing as an 18 year old kid. I'm saying like I I'm from the hood. Like right, yeah. I, I, I'm seeing more. I'm seeing superstars, actors doing doing lines of coke in front of me. I'm seeing Manny Moore play pool right next to me. <laughs> Shit was crazy. Wait, by the way. The thing I keep forgetting about is that you were sleeping in Mark Ronson's house. Uh, like so every, so now let's yeah, get back to that. Well, like so every element Mandy of this Moore story, is yeah, 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 Mandy Moore. So, yeah. so, 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 <laughs> after, so, I, so, like I said, so, you know, the Hamptons is about three and a half hours away from 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 Manhattan. You know, it's way deep in yeah, Long Island. Long Island yeah. So, um, I we was used to be shit faced and shit like that. And I remember when we went to Birdie one brought me to Mark Ronson's summer home in the Hamptons. He had a full bar. And this is before I was drinking Henny. I was drinking vodka. Got shit-faced more in his crib, drinking, drinking. He wasn't there, though. He was drinking, drinking, drinking. This is the first time I ever passed out drinking liquor. I passed out in the car. So make a long story short, when Mark Ronson reached out to me, back to that story, I'm like, yo, like, nigga, he don't even know how much history is here. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So I load up the beat. Back to, you know, back to the beat. I load up his Uptown Funk. So I'm like, oh, this is crazy. So he's like, yo, listen, um, I'm going to Hot 97 tomorrow, and I'm going to premiere this shit on Hot 97, the, the, the official remix on Hot 97 with you in action. I'm like, I bet. Send my verse in literally like two hours later. He went to Hot 97, and he only played Action Bronson shit. But he announced like, yo, but the official remix is going to be with Bams. So then you had MTV, everybody tweeting like, yo, the official remix of Uptown Funk. It's going to be Action Bronson and Bams. But there was never he never made it available for he never made it available for stream or link. He just played it on Hot ninety seven. So they literally whoever whoever blogged it just probably got it from Hot ninety seven and just I don't know converted whatever the fuck they did. So come to find out, the shit never came in. It can, never came into play, and um, I don't know why it never came into play. So I asked the nigga like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, thanks for the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Even though you didn't play it, right. and he explained to me like, yo, like you know. He said, something, he said something about like the mixing took too long and I had to be in Hot at 6 in the morning so I didn't get to play it. But my verse was crazy. And I say I have to say this because when I, the first time ever I ever seen the Grammys, right? Because I don't like watching the Grammys unless I'm there. Yeah, That's yeah, how I look right, at shit. Yeah. So I said, man, fuck it, let me watch the Grammys. I'm in my mom's crib. I'm with my son watching the Grammys and shit. And the, 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 the song of the year is Uptown Funk. And I'm sitting there, yo. <laughs> and I'm looking at this shit. 
And I'm, t- I'm explaining the same way I explain to y'all. I'm explaining yeah. to my mom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, ma, damn, people, nobody in this fucking place know that that man who's accepting that award right there, he reached out to little old Bodega Bams to do the official remix, even though it ain't go through. But the fact that that man reached out to me was enough. I'm looking at this shit like, yo, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to do what I'm. I'm supposed to be doing. What I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying like I'm. I'm gonna be at the Grammys one day because it. it th- those type of things don't discourage me. It right. just makes me feel like yo. I'm. I, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. That man did as re- it didn't work out, but he reached out to me and he's accepting the award. He's right next to Bruno Mars. He's accepting the award for a song that he wanted me to remix on. That shit was crazy. That's the greatest. Our friend Ashley believes that there's two types of people in this world. Right. Trash or garbage. The question is, what are you? It's actually trash or garbage. Yeah. Trash or garbage. Uh, I would say trash. Yeah. yeah. We're trash. Yeah, we're trash. I would yeah. say trash. I would <laughs> say been trash. trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would say trash. You know? Because yeah. garbage just, when you, hear, when you think about garbage, it just, it's, it, it, you think about smelly things. You talking about something like it's something that stinks. Yeah, like, <laughs> because you know, yeah, exactly. It's already in the bag. It's bagged up. Like, trash is like, yo, because like, you know, the saying like, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Like, yeah. I could just throw a piece of trash on the floor. That could be a winning number, lot lottery number. I'm saying so. I'd rather be trash, man. Trash. Once you garbage, you're bagged up. Yeah, <laughs> fuck garbage. I know, yeah. been yeah. trash. And then yeah. you know, fucking garbage gets in. What's the shit called when they put it in the truck and compressed yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Then the garbage yeah. juice comes out, man. <laughs> and then summertime, oh, that shit, I can't be garbage. You know, you know where there's no garbage juice. In LA, there ain't no garbage. None of that in LA. They don't, yo, they don't yo, know about you guys that have shit. all turned on like New York. It's terrible. <laughs> yo, man, New York thanks for so much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, thanks, brother. Thanks, brothers. Thanks everyone for listening to this week's episode of A Waste of Time with It's the Real. Jeff, if people want to find more episodes just like this, where can they go? You can find us on soundcloud.com slash a waste of time. Also on iTunes, A Waste of Time with It's the Real. If you look for A Waste of Time with It's the Real, you can find us on Stitcher and Google Play. We are also at It's the Real on Twitter. We are at It's the Real on Instagram. We are at It's It's the Real and It's the Real Eric on Snapchat. We're coming to full screen, as we said at the top of the episode. Go get that app. As always, you can leave a comment and rate and review us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, wherever. Make sure it's a nice review. I mean, don't leave us a bad review. Say something nice. Rate us five stars. Just do that for us. Please, go tell a friend about A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Jeff, who do you want to tell? I want to tell two friends. I want to tell Raven, Verona, and Deani Scott, who are two of the hardworking women out in New York. They are also incredibly good-looking, and I feel like they have the best comment sections on Instagram. Just thirsty, 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 thirsty dudes. So if you can just let them know in their comments to please listen. Who do you want to tell? I would like to tell someone who came into town this weekend. Unfortunately, we weren't able to link up and say what's up. Justin Orion, who is a loyal, longtime listener of the podcast. Appreciate him hitting us up. Hope he had a nice time in New York despite the weather. Justin, go tell all your friends about A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Until next week, I'm Eric. I'm Jeff. And uh, we'll see you next time.